Welcome to our very first episode of the New Slave Podcast. We are here to inform, entertain, and curate an evolutionary media experience. I am Danny Ray, a.k.a. the Juice Queen. And Breaker Breaker 2-1 Breaker Breaker. It's your man Savvy Hugh, a.k.a. the Corporate Trap God, a.k.a. the New Speaker of the South, a.k.a. Savvy Zulu the Guru, a.k.a. Make It Look Sexy, a.k.a. Play With Your Mama, a.k.a. Mr. Tell It Like a T.I. is. And on that note, I got my sister in crime with me, Danny Ray, and it's about time to cook. Let's go. So listen, we want to first discuss the purpose of this show. On this podcast, we plan to incite you with opportunities of self-reflection by examining our actions and reaction in a world that seeks to neglect and disregard us. Life is not what happens to you or us, but how we simply respond to it. Therefore, our first episode will be a compilation of the things that we previously wanted to discuss, but we were still like in the building phases of this podcast, so we couldn't just jump out there and start talking about stuff. Um, this show or this episode would be our 2022 mid-year recap where we basically discuss the things that we wanted to discuss but couldn't get right to it. But they got to be talked about. So before we get knee deep into the trenches. Oh, I think that's the nigga wake up call. Ladies and gentlemen, our first segment we do in dedication and remembrance of the late great Paul Mooney. So instead of trying to define what a nigga wake up call is, what I'd like to do is give a couple of examples in history where we've had those moments where folks got reminded, got their nigga wake up call. And we as marginalized people, we always know at some point you're going to be reminded that you're a marginalized person. Um, the first example that comes to mind is the late great or the greatest entertainer of all time, the GOAT, Michael Jackson. Debate your mama about that. So we're not going to get into that right now. However, uh, Michael he was Mr. If you want to be my lover, it don't matter if you're black or white. Um, there was a lot of controversy that ended up surrounding him later on in his career. You know, the, the scandals with the kids and the, basically the defamation of his public character by certain powers that be. So at one point, when, they were time, when it was time for them to get rid of him, they got him out of there. And that was his, his wake-up call. Now, I know that might be a little bit too far back, a little bit too old school, because I am an old school kind of cat. So I'm a, maybe I can bring it up to, to date uh, for some of the millennials that are out there. So um, maybe a more recent example might be helpful, maybe. Yeah. Okay, I mean, we all know <laughs> <laughs> the sister of uh, Meghan Markle, right? So um, she was the one who married the prince, uh, one of the princes of England. And so for some reason in her mind, she thought she was just going to slide up into the royal family. Like, you know, you just slide up into somebody's DMs. And lo and behold... Yep, she got the nigga wake up call. So for me, like, I know a lot of people felt, you know, there was people on both sides of the fence. For me personally, I didn't feel sorry for her because I think, you know, if you're trying to go and ingrain yourself into the most racist institution on the planet or one of the most racist institutions, like, you know, what else were you expecting to happen other than to uh, be got the hell up out of there? I so. think, I, not to get too far into it, I think it's also too a, a lack of um, awareness, right? Because she's not completely black. Her, her father's white. So I think, you know, people who we we know and we understand but we are in this black community every day all day so we have a different type of understanding not to say you should feel sorry for her but i think there was some level of blindness that happened there okay again sorry <laughs> not sorry um, okay <laughs> um, but on that note so today's uh segment of the nigga wake up call is dedicated to no one in particular so um, this one um, is in lieu of the recent uh, overturning of the Roe versus Wade uh, by the Supreme Court. So some might say, oh, this is a, a wake-up call to women. Um, I'm not 100% sure that it, it's only a wake-up call to them. It 
probably is a wake up call to everybody for things to come. Right. That that at any time they can turn back the hands of time and we'll be back in uh, being more oppressed than we already are. You ain't never lie. Well, there you go. Okay, so moving on. Um, so before we get into today's topic, you know we got the mid-year wrap-up, you know, that Danny already mentioned. So, but before we get into today's, like, topics, we know that's what y'all want to hear. We know, you know what y'all really came for. So um, before we do that, we got to do a little bit of house cleaning. We need y'all to go ahead and make sure you engage the channel. We need to grow this channel. And so for all of our supporters and our viewers, we want to continue to deliver this content to you. So we need you to do three things. We need you to hit the like button. We need you to drop a comment to make sure um, you let us know, like, your feedback, like what you want us to talk about, if you like what we we're already talking about, or if you want to see us go in a different direction. And most importantly, uh, make sure you hit the subscribe button. And those on YouTube, make sure you hit that notification bell as well to make sure that you can get all of our latest drops as soon as we drop them. Hmm. So on that note, let's get into it. We got the mid-year 2022 wrap-up. Let's go. So first of all... Um I know it probably seems dated now, but I would definitely want to bring up the Monique and DL situation, where basically um, Monique felt like DL was DL Hughley. Both were, these two people, if you don't know, are comedians. Uh, Monique being a female comedian, um, which is relevant because it's really difficult for female comedians more so than it is for male comedians in that industry. And she kind of felt like in the moments where she was having issues with. Um, Lee Daniels and Oprah or whatever transpired with those um, interactions or conflict she kind of there was a period in time where you didn't hear from Monique right and everybody kind of was just like oh she's difficult to work with she felt like in that space D.L. Hughley really dragged her talked about her and she kind of just made a note to self about what was going on Um, enough to be like when I get the opportunity I'm going to read him his rights so in a in a stand-up that she did, I believe, I'm not 100% sure what was what was the event, but there was a stand-up that D.L. was a part of, or there was a show that D.L. was a part of, and so he was present. And in this show, she basically read him his rights, where she said some things to him, talked about him on stage, um, inciting laughter from everyone else, you know, against him. And she basically let everyone know after the show that it was intentional. And she said he was going to hear what she had to say on site. And she needed to say it loud enough and in the presence of him because it was that important to her. And I guess for me, I just looking at it, I realized that sometimes um, when you're hurt and you hold on to it, whenever you decide to release it, it. it's an emotional thing like that was an emotional reaction and emotional reactions to everyone else really looks like there's a lack of control a lack of respect she probably should have just hollered at DL um behind closed doors that's family business as you would say um she should probably have just talked to him behind closed doors about it versus making us all look crazy and having to pick a side one of the worst things I, I I hate about or one of the things that I hate about issues in pop culture is that it always forces black people to like choose a side. So you have half people be like, yeah, she's too difficult, you know, screw her, it's too much. And then you have women that's like, no, or feminists, (laughs) like, no, I understand it's difficult for women out there. You know, she should have expressed how she felt and she was just standing in her power. So it was, it was really divided. Um, And I, myself on the fence, I think it got too, too messy when she started to talk about 
you know, DL's daughter and bringing the family in it. I feel like whatever was said on stage, the damages was done. It could have been left there. Like there was many opportunities to be mature about it. And it just got way out of hand. And that's my take on it. Well, um, me personally, um, I'm the type of person, um, like I always say, I can separate the message um, from the messenger. Um, so, um, you know, there's been, you know, rumors or, or there's things out there about Monique's reputation over the years that, you know, she's hard to work with in Hollywood and, um, you know, um, just kind of different things. Like, I'm not an insider and I always like to qualify anything that I say. I always like to say, like, I'm not an insider. I don't know what goes on yeah. behind the scenes. So I don't want to, like, just just go strictly off of assumptions. But if right. the perception is true, um, honestly, I still don't care. Mm -hmm. uh, my thing is, uh, over the past with, you know, Auntie Monique. Oh, my God! Like, there's been some things she's took a stance on mm -hmm. um, where I was actually kind of, like, in alignment with her. Like, right. um, I didn't necessarily would have, wouldn't have handled them the same way mm -hmm. um, that she handled them. But right. for me, like, um, like with her standing up against Netflix, like, yeah, yeah I felt auntie on that. Like, okay, I see you, like, if you feel some type of way about something, you should make a stance or whatever. You should speak your mind right. or whatever. But um, where I draw the line is, is like when it's us going against us right. in public. You know, we live in a celebrity obsessed culture and mm -hmm. to me um you know a lot of people look to celebrities as the standard or people are very impressionable based upon right. the actions and activities of uh celebrities and so for me that's where I, you know i kind of gotta be like y'all you that i don't know that's to me that's new slave mentality yeah 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 and so and 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 we all know that everybody who is all skin folk ain't kin folk we know that mm -hmm. right so you're not you're not going to get along with everybody who's black but the, it's the perception that you're protecting because when you have that type of platform, we like you said, we don't have the backstory, so we can't even make a, a sound, you know, judgment, you know, even though we really shouldn't. But we can't even be like, yeah, this, this, or that. So it's left to the perception of the people. And if you being, it's like if somebody gets taunted every day, and then you just happen to see them on a the day where they fight back, now they looking crazy. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And, mm -hmm. and out of control, but you didn't see what led up to that. So I think when you have that type of platform, you have to be aware of that. Like, that's the thing, right? You got to just grin and bear it in the face. But, hey, behind closed doors, tell them what you feel. Like, lay, lay out the law when you are not on camera. And I just think that's, that's how you have to play that game. Yeah, you know, yeah, that's exactly kind of where I stand on that same point. And um, one thing I got to say, though, I got to give uh, Monique credit for is like, you know, she went out there and she, you know, she showed her ass, you know what I mean, straight up with the, how she handled that situation. However, her public apology was just as loud as her, her kind of her stepping out of line, it's the same as her disrespect. So. Um, I didn't on, see her public apology. Yeah, she did uh, come back and make a, a public apology um, cool. on, at a, on another performance or another like uh, show. So okay, that's so cool. I did say that. So I, you know, I'm gonna give it up um, to her on that. Still was new slave mentality or behavior, mm -hmm. um, the way it was handled initially or whatever. But you know, hey man, you know, um, you can come back and clean stuff up. You can, yeah. you know, you, can, all, you can make amends. You know, you can yeah. atone. Speaking of atonement, let's discuss the Jada. In Will scenario, well, actually, it's the Will and Chris scenario, but somehow Jada got tossed all in. I guess because he was defending Jada, right? Um, but beyond him defending Jada, I feel like the conversation shifted to Jada after Will like went and committed this horrendous action where he slapped Chris Rock on stage. <laughs> but then it just somehow became all about Jada and her control, and and I get it. 
like you know as a as a woman i'm just kind of like yeah he's a grown man he made those he made that decision on his own and he should be accountable for those decisions period point blank but i understand why and i'm gonna tell you i i was like through and through fighting this whole is is jada jada's the issue jada's the issue right up until she came out with a statement that said um do i look like the type of woman that needs defending then i was just like <gasps> oh my god <laughs> only because i feel like in that moment you have to protect yours you know what i'm saying like regardless if you felt like he should have done that or shouldn't have done that like jada we know you billy badass at four foot eleven like we know how tall is she about five <laughs> maybe five maybe one that. five two mm -hmm. i don't know like but we we get it we understand it's just it's not the time like i feel like somebody should have just whispered like no 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 it's not the time like <laughs> you really should just be like you know i unfortunately you know he reacted you know in protection of me and I love him for that. I just don't think it was an appropriate action, and neither does he. And we're working through it, you know? Mm -hmm. But the whole, like, do I look like I need a man to the Jada, stop. And then, like, all oh, the things that you, came You might on. have some folks coming for you behind that one, though. Hold <laughs> up, then, hold and up. Then, <laughs> and then after all talk, of that. Talk that talk, Danny. Go after ahead. After <laughs> all of that, there was comments about, you know, hmm. well, Jada thinks this and Jada. And by then, I was just like, well, we, we, can we talk to Will? Like, I don't. I don't need to know no more about what Jada thinks. We know what Jada thinks. Can we talk to Will? And how's Will doing? I'm concerned about Will's well-being. I don't know. You might ruffle a couple of feathers with that. You think so? I, I, How so? I don't know. I mean, you know. I'm going to tell know, you. Women know. The, the sister delegation might Man, come for listen, you. Hold up. The, other the, other the, women know. And they're saying the same thing. The Jada hive, man. The, hold up. Does she have a Jada hive? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, I welcome it. Let's have a, let's have a conversation. I'm a, and I'm a Jada fan. Like I still watch. I'm a the original Jada fan. I mm -hmm. will watch a, a Dirty Shame, Low Down Dirty Shame. Is oh, it Low Down Dirty? Yeah, Low Down Dirty Shame. All yeah. the time. Like I say, I will watch all the time, and I'm asking <laughs> you for the title. But I really will. You know, like all, I've re seen it recently. Like I like the original Jada. Set it off, Jada. Like I'm all about. Like I was a Jada fan. However, I'm gonna talk. I'm gonna be real when it's time to be real. What, are your, what is your take on it? I don't know, man. Lyric is a cold MF, man. That lyric. <laughs> man. So, um, yeah. So, for me, um, I mean, I, it's a lot to unpack in that whole scenario or whatever. Like, I, I, I really don't want to, like, focus on the Jada part, like, all too much. Um, once again, I'm about handling stuff um, in the proper place in the proper time. So, um, for, for that scenario, um, and a lot of people was bringing up like uh you know her hair situation and and um and all of that the joke like to me like I'm a huge fan of stand up comedy right so anytime I go into a space where I know it's going to be like a stand up comic like I almost expect there's going to be some type of roasting especially mm -hmm. if you're in the line of sight right. uh for the comic you right. know and I don't know who wrote the jokes uh, cuz I hear sometimes there's different people who write the jokes for different comedians especially in those uh, uh type of scenarios mm -hmm. but supposedly there was a history uh, between um, them as far as like different jokes maybe that Chris has done uh, related to Jada and to me I think you know there's probably a deeper underlying issue for sure um, that you know caused or sparked that specific reaction but I know people kind of bring up the alopecia stuff but me personally like I know women who rock bald hair bald heads um, just because like um, it ain't that's like that's very rare that's very it is uncommon. rare, but um, I know women who do and, that. And, and then my that. thing is, like, not only is it rare and uncommon, but it is ex extraordinarily rare at that level. Like, they're at the Oscars. You know, like, they have access to the best of the best of the best of the type of wigs. And 
what made me a little less empathetic was like as far as Chris Rock saying he had no idea is because Chris Rock did a whole special called Bad, Bad Hair and that was in theaters which was a little slightly annoying to me when they came out because I was like of all the things he could have done a documentary on why black hair and had a whole interview with somebody who had alopecia so to be like oh I just had no idea it's like as a nurse, I'm around cancer patients all the time. So if I come across somebody who has a certain look, look like a wasted appearance, I'm not going to be like, oh, he needs to eat. Oh, God. You know, I'm going to be like, oh, I hope he doesn't have, you know, a un- he's not undiagnosed or he's not, you know, he doesn't have a pro- poor prognosis or like that's immediately where my mind go. I don't imi- I don't immediately be like, hi, you look like a little skinny kid or, you know what I'm saying? Like, and mm-hmm. tell a joke. It's just something you instinctively know to shy away from so I can't just buy into the like oh he just had no idea especially since she was talking about it so much in the media well I mean I didn't see her her I didn't follow her enough to see her talking about it in the media you also didn't do a special on black hair um Chris Rock did but however like for me I've seen Jada wear shortcuts for a long time but bald is different and it's uh, slick bald. Short is short. You know what it's I mean? Slick um, like bald. I said, I know women personally. It's not even it's not uh, even just short. It's slick bald, bald with like choice. with clear indentions. And she might have been inspired by Wakanda Forever by uh the Black Panther movie. I, I don't know. Okay. Like I, I she, Jada's the type of person who I think is bold enough to if she wanted to do that without it being any type of condition or anything, she she could do that. And I feel like she you know, she's not above doing something like that. Okay. But that's my perspe- my, my perspective. That's my opinion. I just love when men tend to play like, oh, I just had no idea. Like, but they pick up on everything else. But, you know, I digress. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> digress. So another mm-hmm. incident um, that is actually more current is the show that Diddy did where um, Young Miami, which is assumed to be his latest girlfriend, was at his show with a sign that said, um, go ahead, Poppy. No, go Poppy. Go Poppy. And yeah, the, she should. And the internet drug her because he got on stage and his acceptance speech or his whatever his kind of speech it was, it was an acceptance speech, I guess. But whatever speech he had, he basically um, thanked Cassie, which is an ex-girlfriend of his, for getting him through or helping him get through some hard times. He also mentioned um, the deceased um, mother of his children, Kim Porter. And I guess for most of the internet, they just felt like, dang, she's in there with a huge sign and you're not even acknowledging her. And so I'm going to I'm going to reserve what I feel <laughs> so that you can say how you feel first. Well, I got to go first this time. Because I've been going first. Oh, OK. So we're going to do that today. Yeah. Uh, all right. So for me, um, like I don't see what people are so up in arms about. First of all, that man is a performer. Um, he was receiving a lifetime achievement award. Like, can you imagine the amount of people that puffy knows and the people that he's met and he even acknowledged in his speech yo i'm gonna forget some names or i'm not gonna be able to name everybody you know what i mean so he pretty much put the disclaimer out there during his speech at the beginning of his speech to me i think puffy was more concerned about his performance and like making sure he thanked everybody that he did but mm-hmm. i mean but my true true perspective is that miami got some more time to put in she ain't earned that that shout out on that stage at, at this point she, we know puffy move around he have a new girlfriend every other probably every year every half a year or some stuff so like you got to earn that 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 position you got to earn that that honorable mention you ain't never last and that's your take you ain't never last that's my take <laughs> don't, don't look at me like that okay so oh, i know so you, want, you, got, is, you am, am, is it my turn 
go for it. You okay, got it. so here's my perspective. My perspective is that if Young Miami is okay, then we should all be okay. You know what I'm saying? Like, if she didn't feel no kind of way about it, she got a show. I'm sure he helped her with that show. Like, sometimes people do things. I have a huge issue with people who make comparisons because the comparisons that you make with lack of information is always going to be wrong, right? Oh, he did this for that person. He did that for that person. Like, I absolutely hate that because you don't know what he or she did, what they've done for each other, right? And they may be okay with that. She she showed up with that sh- sign without an expectation for him to you know, acknowledge her on that platform, particular platform. So why, you know, is it a problem? It wasn't, if he hadn't said anything about Cassie, I think it probably would have been okay if he mentioned Kim Porter, but had he not said anything about Cassie, no one would have had an issue, you know? So I think that everybody just needs to worry about themselves (laughs) as it relates to that particular scenario Um, and just in life in general, but definitely as it relates to that, because she was fine with it and she defended his actions. So moving on. Um, before we move on from that, I will I do want to um, give the man credit where it's due. Puffy did come back and did acknowledge her, and you know uh, I think it was on Twitter. Or, I don't remember after the effect. Uh, I don't know if there was an uproar or whatever, mm-hmm. but you know he did acknowledge you know the, the the chick that he's rocking with. Yeah. And like again, I support what you know people choose to do as adults. She right. was rocking with that man. She showed her love and support for him at yeah. that time. You know what I mean? So you with me? I'm with you for you know for the time being. Hey, I'm gonna show you that I got your back, a hundred. And, you know, he came back and acknowledged her. Hey, no harm, no foul. Right, right. Yeah, people need to get a life. That's That's my opinion. And on that note, we have to pay some bills. So we're going to go to a quick intermission and we'll be back. Okay, thank y'all for joining us for our first episode, our pilot episode of the New Slaves podcast. I am Savvy Hugh. I am Danny Ray, also known as the Juice Queen. You know what? Before we check out this time, though, Danny, I got one question for you. Oh, God. Do you think Chris Brown can hold a candle to Michael Jackson's legacy. Is this a real question? <laughs> it most definitely is. I, that's, let's discuss it in the next episode, or not. You know what I'm saying? Like, whatever. We can discuss it another time. That's, that's a loaded question because I need to address the fact that it's a question. Okay. Uh, fair enough. So <laughs> on that note, y'all, hey, make sure y'all uh, do the needful. Make sure y'all go ahead and hit the like button. Make sure y'all comment and make sure y'all subscribe so this channel can continue to grow. And on that note, you know, as I always say, if it ain't sexy, it ain't savvy. So I'm going to ask the Annabella Mass Choir to take us out on that note. Don't you trust them no niggas over there. Don't you trust them new niggas over there? Don't you trust them new niggas with the fingers on the trigger? Don't trust them new niggas over there. Say it for me one more time. Trust them new niggas over there. Oh, tell them about it. Trust them new niggas over there. Feel it in my soul. Trust them new niggas yeah. with his spider yeah. nigga figure. Yeah. Trust them new niggas, niggas. fellas. Over. Over.